0: Huh? Hey, welcome. It's me, John Park. Let me finish turning on the lights. Uh, It's John Park's workshop happening right here from uh, sort of rainy Southern California uh, for Adafruit West. That's what I'll call myself here today. Uh, Welcome to everyone who is joining us in the Discord chat as well as over in YouTube. Um, For some reason, Facebook doesn't seem to want to connect today, but I know that there have been some issues with that, and I can only imagine that most streaming video is being hit harder than ever before right now. So uh, I, I imagine we'll have some, yeah, we'll have some issues. Uh, I'm, I'm checking out the Discord chat, in fact. And uh, <clears throat> there's some supposition by C. Grover that YouTube is having buffering issues. Could be too many workers at home. Mm. second latency to streamer, that's awesome for Twitch, says Mr. Certainly. All right, oh good, and it's getting better. Um, I also wanted to say that I am not going to play a video contained inside of a window today because that may have been what was causing some of my issues last week with uh, losing video sync. Um, And I didn't need to for any of the stuff I'm doing today, so that's good. Well, uh, I want to say thank you for joining me. I know that you have many options of what to do with your uh, your time and, and things that you want to tune into, and I appreciate you coming by to check out the show here. Uh, let's see, what have I got going on? I wanted to, uh, first off, take a look at our jobs board. Uh, if you go to jobs.adafruit.com, you can check out the jobs board. And uh, one of the things that you might be interested in is the resume posting section. Uh, This section here under the available for hire, it is free to use. You just need to create a login uh, and you can post any uh, skills that you have if you're looking to pick up some work. I know some people, depending on their uh, work situations, might be looking for contract work or uh, freelance work to pick up or other uh, remote work. Uh, And so you'll see here a bunch of different people showing off their Uh, skills over on jobs.adafruit.com. So if you are uh, looking to pick up some extra work, I encourage you to go and and have a look there uh, and post your resume. Uh, Another announcement, uh, we are not exactly sure what the timing is going to be on the next Adabox. I know if you go to adabox uh, at adafruit.com, adafruit.com slash adabox. uh, Sorry, I have an eyelash that I'm going to spend the entire rest of this show trying to Remove. I think I got it. No, I didn't. Uh, all right, I'll stop touching it. Stop touching your face, all right? Uh, so, the next Ada box, I know we have a countdown here saying it is uh, going to be shipping in 17 day- days. That seems unlikely at this point. Uh, so, either it is going to somehow get uh, out there miraculously in the next 30 days or so. Otherwise, we're going to push it to where the Adabox 16 normally would have been coming out. So we're not going to squeeze one in there. We'll just uh, um, push that. If you've subscribed, you're still going to get that. Uh, It's just a matter of when. So wanted to let you know about that. Uh, Let's see. What else have we got? Um, Oh, I wanted to mention the coupon code for today. So today's coupon code is what is... Uh, roundly considered to be one of the most beautiful pairs of words in the English language. It is cellar door. That's right, cellar door. And I wanted to uh, share that pleasing-sounding set of words with you as your 10% off coupon for uh, Adafruit. Now, you probably know that Adafruit has ceased shipping as of yesterday at 11 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, so you may not be planning to place a bunch of orders right now, and I totally understand that. But if you do, uh, it will ship at some point, And that is your coupon code. Uh, we'll also be, as we mentioned yesterday, we're going to be setting up things with DigiKey so that you'll be able to continue to order uh, Adafruit stuff from the Adafruit shop with some sort of a link to DigiKey. We're not certain yet right now what that mechanism will look like exactly. Um, but I will also... Uh, where did it go? I, I, I think I chucked the package, but I... I just got my, uh, my order uh, that I had sent out kind of next day from, uh, from my last order yesterday while they were still shipping before 11. Got some parts I needed for some projects, um, but going forward, I'll probably be ordering stuff directly from Digikey, uh, and I encourage you to go and check there. They, uh, they have uh, a great search engine in there and 50 bazillion different parts, but if you type in Adafruit, that's a pretty quick way to, to funnel it down with their filters. Um, so that is your coupon code if you're using uh, Adafruit Store. I don't have one for you for, for DigiKey, sorry. Um, since I have mentioned the store, I will mention a product of the week. Uh, and I checked, and in fact, this is something that you can get from DigiKey. I think there's a couple uh, still in stock. Uh, t- sorry, Todd asks over in the, digi- in, the, in the Discord chat do discount codes work on DigiKey? No, sorry. Uh, I don't know, maybe bug them about that. What do you think, guys? Discount codes? Uh, Now I'm going to get them in trouble. My my product pick of the week is this, the Octocam from Moroni. I have one, and I am finally planning to build it. Uh, Octocam is a Raspberry Pi Zero W, so it's the wireless Raspberry Pi Zero, the little itty-bitty Pi Zero, um, with a spy camera, Excuse me, which is a uh, quite a nice resolution and throughput. It's a, it's the direct camera connection on the board, so it uh, runs pretty quick, throws a lot of data out there, extra pixel info. And they have this uh, on the Octo, they have this really cute little suction cuppy uh, PCB, I think it is, or maybe acrylic. Uh, I haven't I haven't even looked closely enough at this one. I'm going to open that later. Uh, that allows you to suction cup it to some glass. So if you want to have a uh, camera on one of your windows facing out, sort of similar to the idea of like a doorbell cam, but entirely open source. They have some great instructions on Pimeroni's site uh, linked from the from the Adafruit uh, page, in fact let me open that up for you here. Uh, if you take a look, this is the uh, Adafruit product page, there's two in stock at Adafruit but then I think there are some more at Digikey or you could buy from Pimerone. Um and if you check it out, there's a link here. Uh, I've passed it tutorial on setting it up with Motion iOS. So there's a, um, you'll put on an SD card, you'll burn an SD card, this Motion iOS, uh, which has uh, been designed specifically for this purpose of using it as a, um, a webcam. And I'm not sure if that has motion detection or not. I haven't looked closely at it, but I do like the idea that it is a, um, Uh, security cam, spy cam, doorbell cam type of thing that is not um, being run by a mega corporation and instead is open source, so you don't have to worry about who's scraping the data because it's yours, yours to send to your own uh, little server. So that's my Project Pick of the Week. I'm looking forward to to putting that together and playing with it. Uh, In fact, one of the reasons I I remembered that... uh, that I wanted to look at this project project was a friend of mine, Todd. Todd. Todd in the Discord was talking about doing some Raspberry Pi Zero projects and I thought, I'd like to do one. What do I have? And I have one of these. So that's my product pick of the week. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, gear report, I actually wanted to give an update. This is, um, I, can, yeah, I can use my overhead or my little down shooter camera here. Uh, to show you this, so let me pull this camera out a little bit so you can see it and see if I can get it to focus. Standby. I can't quite tell if that's in focus, but we'll find out. Uh, so, Gear Report, I was working on, yeah, this looks pretty good. I was working on this um, Electro Smith. Voltage-controlled oscillator board. This little uh, sub-module, as they call it. Um, so I picked up this. This was like twenty-five dollars from Electro Smith. Uh, they assemble fine synthesizer products in Southern California. And this is a, uh, uh, a voltage-controlled oscillator for uh, making sounds that outputs different uh, wave types, squares and saws and triangles and uh, pulse-width modulation control for the square wave, a sine wave. Um, and they make it as this little sub-module, and I decided to put it onto a little uh, Electrosmith, Mike Electrosmith, sent me a nice faceplate because I was going to make make my own sort of janky-looking thing, but he sent me this lovely... Faceplate, plate, so I decided to go ahead and screw in the knobs and uh, potentiometers into that. And then I had to figure out, well, how the heck am I going to get uh, these two things combined without making it miles deep? So I decided to sort of free uh, dead bug solder a couple of sets of header pins. I'm not quite done yet, but I've been soldering uh, up the connections for the pots and the switches, or I've got a switch coming. Uh, pots and uh, inputs and outputs. And then I'm mating these two guys like this, and I have my power input there. Uh, And to save space, I kind of mounted it face-to-face like this instead of a more traditional back-to-back so that I I don't uh, push things further out into the back of a case. So uh, that's been coming along pretty nicely. And uh, that was my progress report on my gear here, which is this uh, 3340 uh, chip-based oscillator. There you go, that's my gear report. Uh, synthesizers are a good thing to be playing with at a time like this, I feel. Uh, building them, tuning them up, playing them, making music, making fun sounds, I enjoy that. Uh, hopefully I'll get that uh, built before long and I'll be able to share some uh, some fun sounds with you. All right. So let's see what else is, is happening here. Um, this is a pretty good time to uh, check out our Make code minute. What do you say? All right, so let's uh, let me throw this background away there. All right, let me pull this up. What I wanted to uh, talk about today in the Make code minute is using some uh, comparisons to tell when a a couple of different sensors are in different states. So what you can tell here is I have essentially four different states. And what I'm measuring are my light meter and my uh, temperature sensor. And what I decided to do is set, uh, this was actually a suggestion again for my daughter. She's been coming up with great ideas for me for projects. She said, how about a weather sensor? So essentially this will tell me if it's uh, dark or light and if it's cold or hot. And so then I can display different um, colors on the NeoPixel ring depending on those conditions. So what I have are these uh, four different conditional statements. So I'm checking, and each of these is a pair of conditions that are being checked. So... I'm first setting, uh, the the first condition is gonna check if the light level is less than a certain value, which I'm calling the light target, and I've set that up here at a value of 90, and the temperature in Fahrenheit is less than my temperature target, which I set to 80 degrees, then it's gonna be yellow. And so the nice thing is here, right here in the simulator, if I uh, expand this so you can see it nice and big, you'll see that we have a little virtual Uh, light sensor slider and temperature sensor slider. So uh, as you can see, when it gets over 80 degrees and it's dark, I get a blue lighting set. If it's light out, it's going to be red. If the temperature goes below 80, it's going to be yellow. And if it's dark and below 80, it goes to, I think it's orange, but it looks kind of yellowy on here too. Uh, So. This is something that you can apply to a lot of different things, not just the sensors on the board, but different combinations of button presses. And uh, it could be more than just two. Uh, You can extend these, they'll get wider and wider and wider. But uh, if you look right inside of the logic section, we have all we need here, these if statements, which you can expand, uh, and these comparisons, which you can stack multiples of these inside of each other. So you can see uh, we can have comparisons going on. Uh, we can have these booleans like and and or going on. So these can get really big and really wide, but uh, they're fantastic for building the logic to do things like compare a couple things and give you a state based on those comparisons. And so that is your make code Minute. All right. Uh, Let me get that make coat off my face. There we go. Uh, So let's see. The next thing I wanted to do, so I've got a couple of different uh, projects going on right now that are in sort of two different states. One, I wanted to show you a little bit uh, more detail on something we talked about last week, uh, which is the uh, plant flower, plant or flower watering robot. And The basics of it start with the Clue and the little Bonsai add-on. So that Bonsai add-on is just kind of screwed into the bottom there and it breaks out a few pins and gives us a motor driver uh, as well as a speaker, a sort of nice large speaker on there. And in fact, if I, let's see, is this battery dead? I bet it is, let me power this by USB. If I power this up right now, just as a reminder, uh, what we have going on is, this is the sort of basic version of the project. Uh, let me go to the overhead with this. So you can see here in uh, this simple version of the project, which Katney is writing a guide up right now on the Bonsai, so you'll, you'll be able to get all those details on this pretty soon. On uh, this basic version of the project, what happens is the 3 volt and the pin 1 are being measured as analog read for uh, resistance level. And so right now, they're essentially at 100. I don't know why it's only saying 99. It's, it's really close to 100, because I've wired them directly con- together. And there's, there's, it's pretty short wire, so not too much resistance. Um, if I remove this uh, alligator clip, you'll see now it's sensing the percentage as 0 and it begins toggling the motor on and off. I don't have the motor plugged in, but you can see the little light there is lighting up at the bottom and it's toggling this motor driver. If I hold uh, my finger to it, you'll see I'm getting a resistance reading of 21%. Uh, If I hold the clip closer to my finger, I'll probably get, oh, I guess that was a little drier now. (laughs) Getting more resistance. I'm gonna lick my finger, which. I shouldn't be telling people to do it at a time like this, but uh, now it's 66%. So I have this calibrated, I think, at 50%. So anything over 50% uh, soil moisture is going to leave that motor off. And when it drops below that, it'll start pulsing the motor. What we have plugged into these normally are a couple of uh, long nails and a couple of alligator clips. Um, and so if we take a look over at the bench cam here, uh, in fact, let me... Let me go over there and I'll set you up with a overhead view as well. Um, what I did was I built this uh, 3D printed flowering robot for a different project a few years ago. And um, get this mallet out of the way. I decided to update this for the modern era and the modern microcontrollers and uh, pull out the old guts, which were a larger microcontrollers using an Arduino Uno, and I had a motor driver on there, uh, Adafruit uh, motor board, which was turning a DC motor geared way down to tip over a little uh, watering can, which was very cute um, and sort of an anachronistic way to do it. Now I've got the pump, uh, and so what I wanted to do was show you how uh, I have, with almost no modifications, updated this Uh, Project. So if you, uh, let's see if I can give you an overhead view. Can I still give you that one? There we go. So if you look here, I've got a couple of um, nails going into the soil, and I don't have power plugged into this right now, but I've got my clue, which I've got a cable getting hooked on something inside there. Uh, I've got the clue and the alligator clips, so I can go ahead and undo those. And then I've got a wire running down inside uh, with the motor. I'm gonna slide this sideways just so you can see it a little better. My legs are not attached on this bot because I wanted to be able to compact him down a little smaller for storage. And so in here I have a little flower pot with some soil. And you can see I've got my tubing coming up and out. Uh, And previously this held some larger electronics. Let me see if I can feed this board through to drop it to the other side without disconnecting things. There we go. And if I pull this little lid off, this is the part I'm gonna redesign. uh, Just because this was built This piece was built specifically for the motor that I had in there and and, uh, fitting some other parts, some LEDs and things. And so what I'm gonna do is redesign that just so that it has kind of like these, you'll see these uh, standoffs on the bottom. That's what held the old motor system in place. I'm gonna flip that around and make two small ones to attach this clue to so that it faces forward. And then previously I was holding my water in a little uh, watering can, a little flower watering can. Uh, But now I'm going to actually have uh, a use for all this space inside. What I did was I just hot glued down a Solo cup, which I trimmed down a bit. And in there, I can submerse this pump. So this is a little submersible DC pump. Uh, You can see here I've taken some tubing and I made a sort of um, hose clamp out of a zip tie, just so that we would have uh, a nice secure connection there and the water gets sucked in uh, in this end, and the impeller then drives it up and up and out and over. And so you'll be able to just simply refill this with water, set this down in, and then let it run. Uh, to give you a, a little closer look at the bot itself, it's got these uh, three pretty hefty legs. Uh, these are hollow just because I wanted to print them faster, but you could definitely add some weight uh, to those to give it a little, uh, little more weight and stability. And uh, you could also permanently connect or use magnets or do something with these connections. I just have it sitting on there, uh, on these three little uh, posts. Now you can see this was uh, kind of a, the design here was sort of a diesel punk type of aesthetic uh, based on the work of my friend uh, Barry McWilliams, who's an illustrator who uh, created this whole universe around Rylon robotical flower delivery bots. And so I went with sort of an aesthetic of welded together panels. And these are actually the real seam lines of my 3D prints. And then to connect them, I friction welded them using a Dremel tool uh, and small stubs of of filament so that I could heat and melt across those seams to create uh, little weld marks. And uh, I even printed them in different orientations uh, without worrying about it that we'd have sort of mismatches because it fit the aesthetic nicely, I think. Um, Originally for some reason I had made this eye pupil brown and I didn't like it. So the other day I painted that black and I like it a lot better. I'm not sure why I made it brown in the first place. Um, So we got a lot of space in there. You could do more with it, but we didn't want to go crazy and add lighting or anything like this, because it's meant to be uh, sort of a Victorian era um, to 1920s, somewhere in that era. I forget the mythology exactly. Uh, So that is the update on that, and I'm I'm putting together a guide. I'm gonna include all of the 3D printable uh, model files for this so that you can make your own. Uh, This foot, I think, is one of the bigger parts that prints pretty much as a single piece other than uh, the little collar and leg uh, connector here. Those are separate, and and, uh, you can just glue those in place. They snap in pretty well, if I remember. And I painted them. Uh, As you can tell, I did a lot of just using acrylic paint and some washes and things. Uh, These were, might have, this was probably white filament originally, some of it was blue filament uh, that you can see in there a little bit. So uh, none of that mattered other than I think that's, that uh, sclera of the eye is the only thing that was left alone in its original color. Same here, this is uh, a single piece. Um, Actually, no, I lie. I think this one, two, three pieces here Uh, and maybe I didn't glue that in, does that come out? That's a little loose, but I can't remember if I, yeah, yeah, I guess I just didn't, so we can turn that a little depending on our mood. Um, That uh, is single filament and then I just painted, uh, painted those lines there. Uh, So look forward to that, I'm working on that guide and I'll be able to, uh, like I said, provide all of the different um, models and, Uh, photos of the assembly so that you can follow that. Uh, And in fact, I wanted to actually make a plug for that book because if you are at home with a 3D printer and you're looking for some projects to build, um, I just had one project in this, uh, let's see, let me open up Firefox. Here's the book called 3D Printing Projects. and there are about a dozen uh, or more projects in there, all kinds of uh, interesting things. There's, if I remember, a couple of different robotics projects, there are some practical projects, there's a 3D printed um, electric screwdriver project in there, some animatronic eyes projects, uh, and on and on. I think there was a, a pen holder that has a LED light up ring in it for displaying a really cool pen. So you can go and uh, look for that. I've popped it up here on Amazon, but I think if you go to the Maker Shed, uh, Make Magazine's Maker Shed, you can buy the PDF for it if you want to get it right away rather than uh, wait for a book to be shipped. Uh, And that's where that came from. So look forward to that. And uh, then the next thing I wanted to do is talk about my next project, which is going to have a couple of different versions. And... So this was a um, idea my daughter brought to me and she said, hey, I was just singing happy birthday over and over again while washing my hands and I thought it actually would be pretty cool if you made a Circuit Playground Express into a timer. And so uh, what I'm going to do is take a Circuit Playground Express as well as a clue and make two different versions of some hand-washing timers. Um, So let's see, before... Um, Oh, before we jump into that, I actually forgot. I wanted to show a game of the week, and and thinking about MakeCode, which is how I'm going to do this version, made me remember that. So let's uh, jump over for a second, uh, not to project build, but let's go to the MakeCode Arcade Game of the Week. And I'm going to bring up my browser here again and share with you my MakeCode Arcade Game Pick of the Week, which is Hangman by Thay STG. And let's take a look at it. Um, This is Hangman. I think this may be the original version. I made a slight modification, which I'll talk about. But here you can see it's your traditional Hangman game. You use the arrow keys to move around the keyboard uh, to pick letters. So let's uh, head over to E, for example, if I want to guess an E. And I don't know what word this is, and it's hard. I may fail, but we'll give it a shot. And now I'll press the A key, uh, on the or the A button, rather, on the controller, the virtual controller. And it says there's one E. All right, let's try an A. Uh-oh. Let's try an O. And how about an I? Okay, we have a bunch of I's. And as you can see, when it I'm, when I'm hitting wrong letters, it is taking out... Uh, body parts and displaying them on the hangman's gallows there. Let's try a T, S, okay. Uh, boy, I don't know. How about uh, a C, an M? Simi- simip, simage. S- <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take guesses. Anyone in uh, the Discord or YouTube chat Uh, Hey, Noah and Pedro. You guys are over there in the YouTube chat. Welcome. Simile? Do we think it's simile? I'm going to say it's simile. Uh, Oh, and that's what Andy Calloway guesses as well. Yeah, we win. Simile. Woo! All right. I'm about one for ten on winning in this. So uh, let's take a look at uh, the game here for a second. This is really impressive. It's done entirely in blocks. And don't cheat and look at this array because it's all the possible words that are in the game. So you can see this was created as a huge, huge array. Uh, which I'm guessing the, uh, the game's creator may have used JavaScript to enter that list because it would be a little faster. But uh, I encourage you to go and check out how it's created. Uh, it uses some pretty cool logic to do things such as figure out where the cursor is and snap it into place instead of free-floating it. Um, when you press a, uh, the A button, it will either... Uh, display a correctly guessed letter and has some logic for going through and figuring out if that letter exists in the letter and where and placing it properly. Or it'll draw one of the um, body parts. If we zoom in here, there's the head, for example. Uh, So you could go in and do things like adjust those graphics if you're interested. Uh, What I decided to do is I was forgetting which letters I had tested. Uh, So I wanted to Add a little bit of code that would give me a X through or a slash through a letter I had tested. So you can see here, I'm just going to drop it into place in that same block uh, for the button A press. And what I've added is I create a new sprite, uh, and I'm just giving it a kind type of kind food, which won't actually matter. Uh, and then I'm setting that sprite to whatever the current pause X and pause Y position are posX and pos y are already being found in this function here. Um, so if we, once we've added that, if we go back and check out the game, now when I go and, uh, let's try an O, uh, you can see now which letters you've tried out and you won't um, be as likely to hit some repeats. Um, I actually don't know what happens when you hit repeats. I lost. Wow, that was horrible. Um, so that is a lot of fun. Really, uh, uh, very well done game. I'm super impressed. So please go check out Hangman by S T G in uh, the forum.makecode.com in the arcade forum. That's uh, usually where I go to check and find new games uh, and have a look. And I also mentioned actually at the bottom of that post, I piped in and, and uh, included a little screenshot. I actually did it slightly differently, but that's a screenshot of my, um, my edition of putting some uh, slashes through your letters. Uh, and if you run through all the possible ones in there, you can always add more word lists. Uh, I, I'd say that would be a, another fun way to customize this. So uh, you also, uh, as you notice, you don't need a uh, piece of hardware to do that, so uh, you could play that on, for example, a Pi Gamer uh, or a Pi Badge or a um, Meow Bit. Uh, is that the name of it? I think Meow Bit, Meowbit. Meow Bit. Uh, there's a lot of hardware you can play these things on, but you can play it right inside of the simulator. So if you are stuck at home without any particular piece of hardware, uh, go and check out MakeCode Arcade to uh, learn how to program some games or play some games that other people have made or modify them. And uh, that is my arcade game pick of the week. All right. So um, thanks for that uh, slight diversion uh, into... Um, into the game. I forgot I wanted to mention a game of the week. Uh, Looking over at the the chats, one question I got, Jordy G in the YouTube chat asks, won't the nails corrode? Uh, You can use galvanized nails and they will not corrode, but they will still, um, they're conductive and they'll still give you a reading. So usually for these types of projects, you want to use galvanized nails. Um, If there are other, if people know of other uh, solutions to that, let me know. I don't know if a stainless steel nail, they're probably more expensive, but I think a stainless steel nail might work. Uh, I know we have some people in the chat who have experience with um, moisture sensors and and, uh, things like that. So if anyone has ideas on that, let me know. Um, Also looking at the uh, chat uh, someone asked, Wolf220 asked, what does the food sprite type do? Um, it actually doesn't do anything until you ask it to. So in MakeCode Arcade, there are, uh, I think, four or five categories that you can, call a sp- you can tell a sprite to be within. Uh, and then if you want, you could have, for example, um, at the end of a game level, all of the enemy sprites disappear. Um, and so you can do a destroy all sprites of kind and, and pick that kind. Um, so it's a way to sort of group together like items and, and give you a taxonomy or categorization of things. So, uh, but in this case, I'm not, it's arbitrary. It's just it has to be something and I didn't want to pick player because that felt weird. So, um, there you go. Other questions? It's um, a good question. All right, so let's talk about uh, the hand washing project. I'm gonna go, um, go ahead and let me plug in this prototype I made. So on the Circuit Playground Express, I decided I wanted to make a timer uh, based on my daughter's request and uh, have it count down 20 seconds. So let's go to the overhead first and I'll show you that. Um, And let's pop me in there. So, Uh, let's see, let me pop a case top onto there because that'll help you see the LEDs. Okay, so I activated it. And you can see now it's counting down. First by turning the pixels purple and then by going through and turning them blue. And so that's your notion of 20 seconds and then at the end it flashes a few times to say stop. Um, oh, it's gone It's gone and started again. So uh, this is the newest bit of code. Let's see if it. I might be too loud for it. I have set it right now to be loudness-based. Um, so I'm gonna restart it. Okay, so I'm gonna be very quiet, but here it is waiting. And now the idea is I wanna activate it by clapping my hands. And so you can see It spins up two dials, and then it starts counting down. I don't know how well you can hear. I'll bring the speaker down for a second. So that's a little tune that it's going to play, and my daughter asked, won't that be annoying? So I decided, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Let's add a uh, switch for the audio. And so now the next time it runs, it's going to be silent. Um, And so... Let's take a look uh, at the code for this, because it's not too difficult, uh, in my opinion, to make this sort of thing inside of make code. So what I'll do is I'm going to head back to, let's go to this MakeCode Chrome, and let's open up a new tab. And one thing I really like about uh, MakeCode is you can import the program right off of a board. So I'm going to go and double-click my, or single-click, is it single-click? No, double-click. Oh, I say it's easy, but now it's going to not cooperate. Let me unplug my other device over here to make sure that's not it. Okay. It's totally misbehaving. Let me unplug it and replug it. The idea is, I should be able to pull the UF2 file off of here. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's totally not cooperating. All right. I won't show you that then. Um, yeah, it's complicated enough that I won't be able to recreate it immediately on the spot. So um, let me try unplugging that USB cable and plugging it elsewhere. Absolutely not. Are you seeing, let me see, are you seeing overhead still? No, you're just watching me struggle. No, it won't do it, let's see, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have an easy way to go, oh, there. Seems to maybe have shown up that time. Let's see. It did. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm opening up. I don't know why it was giving me a ton of trouble trying to get to bootloader mode that time, but uh, it worked thankfully. So let me take a look here. So um, this is so this is the UF2 file that was sitting on the board, and now we can open it right up into code. Now I can save it off. I. I um, actually, I probably shouldn't have tried that hard on that because I, I saved the share URL with myself in a, in a notepad so that I shouldn't have had to go through that. But there you go. It's it's uh, That's how you know it's real. Um, so, whoop, sorry. The um, Let's take a tour of what the code is doing. So first of all, this is really hacky, uh, and there may be a better way, but what I'm doing is for the song, I'm just playing it all the time, uh, and then at the beginning of the code, what I'm doing is setting the volume to zero. And then when I start the countdown, I turn the volume up. And when I'm done with the countdown, I turn it off. Um, so make code is uh, multi-threaded, so we can do two things at once. But uh, the easiest way, there's, there are some start and stop sound blocks that seem to be a little flaky. Um, so I didn't have a lot of success with those. I sh- I, uh, should be able to do start the playing at the same time as as the countdown uh, and I'll work on that and see if I can come up with a more elegant way but in a bind this works which is just let the melody play and then when, you're, uh, when you want to listen to it set the volume up um, I'm setting my brightness down to something uh, reasonable um, oh did someone say the audio went out of sync someone tell me in the chat, uh, if my audio is out of sync now. Because, uh, no, it was a joke. Okay. Phew. I'm paranoid about that. That's not funny. Um, <laughs> all right, Andy. Uh, good. I'm glad to hear it. it's good. Because I find that so distracting to try to watch a, a video when the audio goes out of sync with the lips. Uh, so, Here's what's happening on start. I'm setting the brightness down to something reasonable. I'm setting my volume to zero for the reason I mentioned. And then I'm calling this um, function I made called blink. And I'm sending it the argument, one, uh, which is my color that I want to blink at. And two, is this is the number of times I want to blink. Um, so let's go and look at that function. Um, I was blinking a couple different times, so I decided to not repeat all these blocks in multiple places, but just create a function for it. So this function called blink has a color and a times argument that come in, and then it repeats the number of times you've told it, so in this case twice. Uh, These things. Sets the pixels black, pauses uh, 100 milliseconds, and then this is how I'm, there might be a better way to do this, but this is how I'm parsing the color uh, call. I didn't know if there was a good way to send an argument of the actual color block, um, maybe with a hex value. But the way I'm doing it is if the, color value is set to zero, we do red. If it's set to anything else, it's green right now. Uh, So that blinks. And then after the blink, we go to black. And I'm also setting the sound on variable to true. And that's actually what I'm flipping back and forth with my switch is whether sound is true or not. And we'll use that to determine if we turn the volume up uh, later. Um, You can see the uh, way I'm activating it. I actually have two ways. So for testing, If we look over here in the simulator, when I press the A button, it ramps it up and then we'll count down my timer. Uh, And we can also activate that with the on loud sound. I'll stop this here. So eventually I'll get rid of this because we don't wanna be touching things when we use our timer, we wanna just use the on loud sound start. Um, There's my switch logic for left sound on is false, right sound on is true. Uh, and then when we do clap, so when you, you saw this on loud sound, we do two things. First, we call this prep countdown function with the number of seconds that we're going to use in the countdown timer. And that prep function will essentially count up the number of pixels that you're going to be using so that you get an idea oh, it's not just 10 seconds, it's 20 seconds because I loop around twice. Um, and so what I do is for, uh, for this, I go from with an index that goes iterating through this variable called index from zero to 20, which is the number of seconds. And what, when we do that, each time we do that, we run this little if else statement. So if the index is less than 10, then I'm going to set the color at whatever the current index is to blue and pause a little bit. When it gets higher than 10, I'm changing the color. So that way we don't just cycle through twice. You wouldn't be able to see it the second time. We need a new color. Um, And this is when we we go around and set them to green. I'm using what is essentially a modulo uh, function here. Set the pixel color at the remainder of the index divided by 10. And so that way there is no number 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 pixel. This strip is only 0 through 9. So this is what loops me back by dividing by 10. So 10 divided by 10 uh, is 1. So we drop back. To the first pixel. Um, the next thing that happens after it runs through that function, either when we press the uh, A button or clap our hands, is we call this countdown function. And this is the sort of star of the show here. The countdown function, uh, again, brings in this argument of the number of seconds, when in this case is 20. Uh, if the sound on variable is true, then we'll set the volume up, so that's what my little switch takes care of. If not, it won't. And then very similar to the way we count it up, I'm using this uh, index from zero to the number of seconds. And then I need another, uh, since I'm going backwards, I need another variable uh, which I'm calling the counter. And that is the number of seconds minus the index. Uh, so that's what takes us from, instead of counting from zero to 20, it's essentially going to let us count from 20 back to zero, or 19 back to zero. Um, the logging in here is something I was using just to make sure because some, sometimes I need to add 1 to it to make it start at 20 instead of 19 or end at 0 instead of 1. Um, so to keep from going crazy with those, I used this um, the simulator here, which you can see is just telling me what my counter value is. Uh, when I hit, hit go here, it'll start graphing and printing out. So counter is equal to 19, 18, 17, 16, 15. And since I'm using that modulo math, the 19 is actually the ninth pixel. Um, So that was helpful. I won't need that in the final sketch, but it's very helpful to be able to use that um, console logging to graph things and look at their values. Uh, Then I'm doing the same sort of thing while the counter is greater than nine. uh, We're um, using magenta. And then when it gets uh, less than that, we set this to blue. So that allows me to go through two two sets of colors. Um, At the end of all of that, after it's gone through 20 times with this loop, it sets the pixels to red, uh, turns off the volume, pauses a second, and then I'm calling that blink again and setting all the pixels off. So if we go back to the overhead, um, this is what your hand washing experience should look like. Off it goes. I have, I have the volume on, but you probably can't hear it. So now I am simulating hand washing. Uh, and the idea is this will be uh, stuck with some blue tack over the sink with a little cable running over to the plug with the USB uh, power plug. And uh, I might mount it in one of these just to make it a little more uh, splash proof but uh, that is this, this version of the hand washer. So thanks to uh, our daughter for coming up with this idea for um, our project of the week. And the other version of this I'm going to come up with is going to use the clue. And that'll let us use the, uh, there's a gesture sensor or proximity sensor here. So instead of sound, we can just put our hand near it and it should start. And then I might also take advantage of some of the, uh, the display that we have on there rather than NeoPixels. We'd be able to use numbers to count down and maybe even uh, include a cute uh, hand washing graphic or something like that. So uh, that is my project of the week and uh, stay tuned for updates on that. I'll post some videos and a learn guide soon. Um, Before I go, I'll mention again, you can get 10% off at the Adafruit store if you want to use it. Although um, we are not shipping right now so I'm not sure exactly what's happening with orders, and uh, as, as we learn more about that, or if anyone in the chat knows what the answer on that is, um, but I did it, I put up a, a code, so probably some people will order, I hope that all works out. Um, and as I mentioned, we're also gonna be working with DigiKey to help keep our, uh, our store flowing out to people who wanna order. Uh, thank you again so much for stopping by uh, and, and choosing to spend your time here on John Park's Workshop, and uh, I will see you all next week, so please uh, stay safe out there. See you next time.